Hello everybody, Ben Martis here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the LaMelo Ball rumors are circulating again. Obviously, it was suggested by Rashad Phillips that this potential trade or move, the Raptors would trade up to get LaMelo Ball. And the different scenarios have been floated around out there, Riker. Early on, we had the the Lowry, the crazy three-way deal with the Sixers. Lowry to the Sixers, Simmons to the Warriors, LaMelo and Wiggins coming this way. Then it's sort of built into the the Wiggins or the Wiggins in the second pick for Pascal Siakam after his poor playoff performance. And now it's talking about the 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 Hornets, who obviously in our last video about Serge Ibaka, they're interested in him. A trade like that could potentially happen. Riker, there's there's a lot we have to break down in this podcast about LaMelo Ball coming to the Raptors. We're breaking it all down. First of all, Ben, we'd obviously have to talk about, do we want a ball, brother? Do we need LeVar, LeVar Ball's influence in Toronto? But I also want to start, I want to just say thanks to everyone. I forgot to mention in the last podcast, we were making a push for 15K subs, and you guys made it happen. So really appreciate that. That's uh, pretty cool. But, I mean, off-season, Ben, it's the big season. So if you're interested in all this news, keep it going. And, Ben, into the podcast, let me just say this. Because I have my I have my doubts about Lamelo Ball, but I just I just looked at his stats. His I don't know how to say it. Iawara or Ilawara, um, his NBL stats. Okay. The man was putting up 17 points per game. He had two and a half turnovers, but th- th- that's fine. 1.6 steals, almost seven assists, 7.6 total rebounds. He was shooting I think 45% from the field. His three-point shooting was not very good at all, but this dude was putting up some serious numbers in a men's league, like in a professional league, Ben. That's nothing to, you know, that that's pretty impressive. Yeah, certainly nothing to scoff at. And yeah, before we get into all the trade scenarios and the stuff being talked about surrounding the Raptors, I want to just build off that. LaMelo Ball, he's a 6'7", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", point guard. You know, he can dribble. He's really fluid looking on the court. He has that those sort of basketball instincts that, that you just see in these players that you know are, are good. And as you said, he's definitely gotten better on defense from all those highlight reels that we saw in high school and all that sort of stuff. So that's a huge positive to his game. He's been playing against men for the longest while. And, you know, he can pass, he can shoot, or he can pass, he can dribble. The biggest question mark, really, as was with his brother, is... Will the jump shot hold up? Because he does have a an unorthodox form, similar to what Lonzo Ball came in with. But the thing about Lamelo is, even though it's unorthodox, I think it's a lot more fluid than Lonzo's has looked. And even though the three points percentages don't look that high, you know, in in the Australian league, I, I think he'll be a, a better shooter than than Lonzo was at least coming to the NBA. Well, Ben, we know exactly what happens when somebody with a broken jumper comes into the league and they try to correct it. And we can look at guys like Markel Fultz. We can look at Lonzo Ball now. And I actually believe that okay, Markel Fultz, he's definitely on the path to recovery here. He's still got a while to go. But I think Lonzo actually was pretty successful in turning around and becoming a, a relatively efficient guy. I think he went from about 30% from the perimeter to about um, 37.5% he was great before this the bubble. season on the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah so... It can go either way, and if you don't correct your shot, then you have guys like Sean Marion out there who just go from like a season with 15% from the three to like 35% and everywhere in between, so it could go either way, so I'd be very curious to see what happens, because typically, you know, non-traditional shots 
often don't translate well into the league, into the NBA, because the defense is so good, you need to get your shot off quick. Mm -hmm. And we know that proper mechanics usually allows you to get your shot off the fastest. Now, he does have tremendous height for the point guard position, and he's probably one of the smartest or best IQ guys that are coming into the draft, Ben. So he does hold a lot of promise. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think that this guy has some tremendous upside. People will comment on, his, on the negatives, but he does have potential. And he'll get the jersey sales going, too. So that's that's another thing. But let's get into these little trade scenarios because we broke down the players so we know who we're sort of dealing with. But I think the first one, we made a whole video on it back during the during the season off, the pre-off season or whatever you want to call it. But the the Lowry to the Sixers, Simmons, the Warriors, the that whole three-team deal. Are, are we just going to write that off for this video? We kind of said it was dumb in the last one. The Sixers would never do it. The Raptors probably would never do it because they'd have to add pieces. Do you, do you want to just throw that one out the window before we, we get into the ones that more people have been talking about recently? We're writing that off, Ben. We're not trading Kyle Lowry. No way, Jose. Yeah, and the Sixers aren't going to trade Simmons straight up for Lowry when you consider the age range and all that sort of stuff. So I think that one's just a sort of wishful thinking but maybe by Warriors let fan. me just say though it would have helped them tremendously in their series against the Celtics because they had the Celtics close in a couple games they just had no perimeter shooting oh. they would have loved to have Kyle Lowry instead of Shake Milton I th- yeah I think short term I think a lot of people especially after these playoffs would agree that Kyle Lowry is the better player this season that just passed and I'd say it, Lowry's 35 maybe he takes a, a little dip in progression whatever but I think I would take Lowry over Simmons next season as well, but as you get two, three years down the line, Simmons is the guy that you want to take being so young and, you know, the the young prince, as people call him. But the the trade that more people have been talking about now, Riker, because a lot of people are down on Siakam. You and I have been sort of, you know, obviously we're disappointed in his performance, but we think he'll be fine. We still think he's a a top-notch, top all-star starter caliber player, but the the rumors that Siakam going to the Warriors for homegrown Canadian Andrew Wiggins and the Lamelo Ball pick, maybe some other stuff sprinkled in between. What are your thoughts on this deal right here, Riker? I'm so curious how people listening to this are going to react, Ben, mm-hmm. because the Siakam hate was real. Oh yeah, but I don't think anybody out there believes that Wiggins has anything left to offer in the NBA. You know, especially because you'd be giving out you'd be giving away or shipping off the guy that was supposed to be. And we still made many videos saying or defending Siakam, believing that he still has the ability to develop into that guy, right? But that's what disappointed people is he was supposed to be that number one option. So if you're giving away what's supposed to be a number one option, you'd expect in return you're going to get a number one or a number two option. Now, plant Wiggins in there. Whatever frustrations that people have, surely it would be, 10 times that amount if Wiggins was the guy at the mantle. But that's what I'm saying. I'm very curious what the response is going to be in the comment section. I can't imagine Raptors Twitter with Andrew Wiggins going around looking not engaged because Siakam never didn't look engaged. Do you know what I mean? It was, you know, occasionally he'd be slow getting back and whatnot. But I, I, I think, you know, I think Wiggins has become underrated. I don't think he's worth the value of his contract, but he still puts up a 20-piece on pretty inefficient shooting, but maybe in a better system than what the Timberwolves had, and obviously the, the dumpster fire the Warriors were just last season. I think Wiggins can still be better, but we've debated that a few times on this podcast. We won't get into that too deep here, but I'm in agreement with you. Like, there's, like, Pascal Siakam on the defensive end, just on its own, 
I think makes him more valuable than Wiggins and maybe the potential of LaMelo Ball. And that combined with his ability to at least post up, run the floor with a jumper that we have seen go in. And we've seen Siakam be a a high 20s per game average for a decent stretch of time in the NBA as a number one option. I think... I think it would be foolish, especially where Siakam is young. We have him locked up for a long time. Be foolish to make that trade. But I guess the people to sort of play devil's advocate, the people that saw these playoffs, saw the bubble, and expect Siakam, think maybe Siakam is figured out by the league and he's only going to average 15 points going forward on inefficient shooting. Maybe those are the types of people that would agree with this deal, but I'm not one of those people right here. No, and if we're talking Canadians, you know, I'd be comfortable to send Siakam away for Jamal Murray or something. But the thing is, if you have a guy that goes to, as you said, a dumpster fire team, and he's a max contract player, mm-hmm. and he's a wing player that should be able to shoot and has the athleticism of a guy like Andrew Wiggins who can dunk on guys, who can slash, you know, he, he's been working on that pull-up, that pull-up off the dribble. He, really, you look at a team like Atlanta, Right, Trey Young is on a bad team, but he still puts up incredible numbers, and that's a guy you'd expect is going to get a max contract. And that's why you know if you bring a guy over like Wiggins, you're not going to get much because if you can't even put up hollow stats on a bad team, you're not going to put up game-winning stats on a championship-contending team. And that's really my only thoughts about Andrew Wiggins, Ben. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely not saying that I think Wiggins would be a number one option, number two option, or even a good three option for a team, but I definitely think in a Harrison Barnes-esque role, like he has for the Warriors, honestly, right now, but as that fourth kind of guy on a really good team, I, I think he could be valuable there if he's willing to play that role, but that's that's to be seen with Andrew Wiggins. That's the, you know, the jury's still out on that, so... We're both in agreement that deal is sort of dumb for the Raptors, but the other thing that's been looked at, because the Warriors, I think from all accounts, are not going to draft LaMelo Ball. They're either going to trade the pick or maybe draft a guy like James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards if he's there, but I think he's the clear number one pick for the Timberwolves in this draft. So there's a lot of speculation that LaMelo Ball could fall to the Hornets at pick three. And if you haven't watched our video that we dropped a day ago yesterday, I'm not sure what order these are going to come out but or how many days in between, but Sergi, the Charlotte Hornets are really interested in Serge Ibaka. Could the Raptors potentially, I don't think just Serge Ibaka gets it done for the, a top three NBA draft pick, but do you think a signing trade with Serge Ibaka and potentially, I don't know, one of the young guys, maybe a, I, I don't want to give up OG in this scenario, but maybe a... a Terrence Davis, who made all set rookie second team and another pick. Do you think that could get it done for LaMelo Ball and then obviously some salary filler? Well, I mean, here's the thing, Ben. This is why we started the whole podcast talking about what LaMelo Ball has to offer. And we talked about it in the Serge Ibaka podcast is that he really, to me, and we didn't have complete agreement on this, but to me, he keeps the team in a position where they're going to be in the top of the East Mm -hmm. and they're going to be able to compete in the playoffs. And we both said to land a big free agent, Toronto Raptors need to be perceived as not only a place with great development staff and a good winning culture, but they need to be in the mix currently so that the big guy is going to come in and turn a, a good team into a championship team. And so if you're getting rid of a guy like Serge Ibaka and bringing in a guy who's going to need a lot of work, 
like Lamella Ball, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, to me it doesn't it doesn't really seem worth it because we don't have anybody to come in and fill that five position. Especially again if Marcus All leaves, which we're expecting, that's probably going to be a podcast posted after <laughs> this one, Ben. This it keeps getting tossed up. At some point, you'll hear that Marcus All vid, but uh, Ben. I could see something happening with the Hornets, but I don't see it being necessarily a sign and trade with Serge Ibaka. <laughs> that Marcus solved it. Will it ever get posted? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe it won't now, Ben. Maybe let's just talk about it for the rest <laughs> of the offseason. Never put it up. <laughs> let's keep people excited. But uh, anyways, yeah, I agree that the Raptors need to stay good. They need. They can't have a season where they just dip to maybe the seventh, eighth seed. We want to stay in the upper echelon of the East, especially if we want to track guys like Depot, uh, Giannis, whatever player we're going to look to in 2021, and obviously keep guys like OG and those players around. So that that's definitely a big point that that you bring up. But the other the other side to that that I I want to say is, do you think Serge Ibaka is that essential to keep us? at that level if we can sort of replace him by another another obviously a center not maybe not at his caliber but another guy we have another draft pick we have some some players that we've brought up Boucher OG could potentially play center there's free agents out there do you think if we could mend that center position and figure out what to do with it that bringing in a young talent like LaMelo Ball who surely shows promise and won't be horrible by any means off the bat but having him on a cheap deal coming in on that rookie contract might attract a player like uh, Giannis or someone like that to know that you have a, a solid team right now. You have a young and exciting, promising player on the come up that could potentially be your running mate in the future. And you you have a chance to compete now. You have a chance to compete five years down the line when the Mellow's really entering his prime. Do you think that might add a perceived value to the Toronto Raptors? Or should we just go all out for win now and be the best team we can possibly be? I, I'll keep this quick because I, I think you might have a different answer, but I, I still think it's all out win now, pay guys while we're waiting. Because to me, this type of move to get rid of a guy who he, he the Raptors relied on him a lot throughout the, the bubble, throughout the playoffs, to be a 15-point-per-game guy, to offer it on both ends, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And trading him away for only in return LaMelo Ball, who doesn't have he's not known for hard work or hard work ethic he's a guy that's going to want to come in right away and play minutes and he's unpolished I mean every move that the Raptors have made over the past three or four years not that they're risk averse they've made some very risky calculations but it's all been for guys that make sense that that fit that sort of Raptors mentality that are already established players in the NBA. So I don't see the Raptors trading away what is more of a certainty in terms of keeping that strong core for a guy that has potential but might not re- result in anything. The only real argument that I could see is maybe some sort of cap space uh, maneuverability for landing a free agent, Ben. But, you know, there's not even really any sweeteners with the the Charlotte Hornets because the only guys you'd also want to add into the deal would be their, the Rozier, uh, Graham, uh, maybe Miles Bridges or something like that. But those are the only guys that the Hornets should really be wanting to keep around, Ben. So um, I, I just don't see this ha- – like, I don't see the Raptors wanting this. Right? So w- maybe you're going to go the other way. I'm not sure. Yeah, see, like, I definitely agree. We need to stay good. Masai Ujiri would have to find a way to make sure we don't fall to 
uh, a bottom tier Eastern Conference team if we make this deal and make sure whether it be he trusts LaMelo Ball to really be the savior on day one or something like that, or if we have to sort of mend it all with free agents here and there, different players and whatnot. Even though I think with the talent we have without Serge Ibaka, I still think coached by Nick Nurse, assuming we have health, what we did last season, even without guys in and out of the lineup, we maintained the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the East is going to be a bit better next season with John Wall coming back for the Wizards, KD and Kyrie coming back for the Nets, but that's a, that's a whole podcast in itself. I still think we can remain good, but I just think the value of a top three pick is... You have to be willing to make a move for a Serge Ibaka who doesn't have the craziest of trade value in the future, and it keeps you flexible as a free agent, and the uh, the potential upside, because for all the ways LaMelo Ball could go wrong, there's definitely a, thousands of scenarios where that could happen. You want superstars in the NBA, and I think there are definitely what NBA you know dimensions where LaMelo Ball plays out, to be an NBA superstar. I think that sort of talent, that feel for the game, he gets that jumper cooking. He can definitely be one of those top-tier guys, especially with his height at the point guard position. And maybe that's a calculated risk you have to take, as Masai Jerry did with Kawhi Leonard. And I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that's a radical statement to make, Ben, to say that there is a way that LaMelo Ball's career plays out that he becomes one of the great players in the league. Mm-hmm. And it's just due to what he can do, his height. He fits the mold, you know, and it, it boils down a lot to his ability to shoot the three, of course, or else he'll become another Ben Simmons, but a little bit smaller and equal maybe ability in passing, maybe a little bit better in playmaking. But people are all in on Ben Simmons, and he's never really impressed with shooting. And you could make the same argument that LaMelo Ball is around the same place there too. So I, I, I can see your point, and I like that, that I like that perspective too, to say that Serge Ibaka, his trade value, his market value is only going to go down. So if you can make a big move with him while, while it's there, while something's there on the table, maybe it does make sense to engage that type of conversation. Yeah, and we... Because the Hornets are also in a position where they're going to want a little bit more, too. They're not just going to trade up Sergi Baca for a top three pick. I think they could probably get more value on the market. But if the Raptors sweetened it with another pick and a Terrence Davis or some of those guys, then I, I think that sort of could potentially move the needle. But obviously, we're not sure. The Hornets are a team that I believe that the Raptors could finesse, Masai Jerry could finesse. So I feel like a deal like that could potentially happen. But let us know what you guys think. This is a... This is going to be a controversial topic. I, I trust it down below. But do you guys think the Raptors should find a way to trade for LaMelo Ball? Should we be believing the rumors? Is it just craziness? Or, you know, stick with what we got and st- stay the course. Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Riker, any last words? Big baller. Big ballin', man. Big baller brand, baby. Cheers.